Master Humphrey's Clock, Section 10. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Brad Philippone. Master Humphrey's Clock by Charles Dickens. To the readers of Master Humphrey's Clock. Dear friends, next November we shall have finished the tale of which we are at present engaged, and shall have travelled together through twenty monthly parts and eighty-seven weekly numbers. It is my design when we have gone so far to close this work. Let me tell you why. I should not regard the anxiety, the close confinement, or the constant attention inseparable from the weekly form of publication, for to commune with you in any form is to me a labour of love if i had found it advantageous to the conduct of my stories the elucidation of my meaning or the gradual development of my characters but i have not done so i have often felt cramped and confined in a very irksome and harassing degree by the space in which i have been constrained to move i have wanted you to know more at once than i could tell you and it has frequently been of the greatest importance to my cherished intention that you should do so i have been sometimes strongly tempted and have been at some pains to resist the temptation to hurry incidents on lest they should appear to you who waited from week to week and had not like me the result and purpose in your minds too long delayed in a word i have found this form of publication most anxious perplexing and difficult i cannot bear these jerky confidences which are no sooner begun than ended and no sooner ended than begun again many passages in a tale of any length depend materially for their interest on the intimate relation they bear to what has gone before or to what is to follow i have sometimes found it difficult when i issue thirty-two closely printed pages once a month to sustain in your minds this needful connection in the present form of publication it is often especially in the first half of a story quite impossible to preserve it sufficiently through the current numbers and although in my progress I am gradually able to set you right, and to show you what my meaning has been, and to work it out. I see no reason why you should ever be wrong when I have it in my power by resorting to a better means of communication between us to prevent it. Considerations of immediate profit and advantage ought, in such a case, to be of secondary importance. They would lead me, at all hazards, to hold my present course, but for the reason I have just now mentioned, I have, after long consideration, and with especial reference to the next new tale I bear in my mind, arrived at the conclusion that it will be better to abandon this scheme of publication in favour of our old and well-tried plan, which has only twelve gaps in a year instead of fifty-two. Therefore my intention is to close this story, with the limits of which I am of course by this time acquainted, and this work within or about the period I have mentioned i should add that for the general convenience of subscribers another volume of collected numbers will not be published until the whole is brought to a conclusion taking advantage of the respite which the close of this work will afford me i have decided in january next to pay a visit to america the pleasure i anticipate from this realization of a wish i have long entertained and long hoped to gratify is subdued by the reflection that it must separate us for a longer time than other circumstances would have rendered necessary on the first of november eighteen hundred and forty two i purpose if it please god to commence my book in monthly parts under the old green cover in the old size and form and at the old price 
I look forward to addressing a few more words to you in reference to this latter theme before I close the task on which I am now engaged. If there be any among the numerous readers of Master Humphrey's clock who are at first dissatisfied with the prospect of this change, and it is not unnatural almost to hope that there may be some, I trust they will, at no very distant day, find reason to agree with its author. September 1841 Postscript Now that the time is come for taking leave, I find that the words I have to add are very few indeed. We part until next November. It is a long parting between us. But if I have left you anything by which to remember me, in the meantime, with no unkind or distant feelings, anything by which I may be associated in spirit with your firesides, homes, and blameless pleasures, I am happy. Believe me, it has ever been my true desire to add to the common stock of healthful cheerfulness, good humour, and good will, and trust me, when I return to England and to another tale of English life and manners, I shall not slacken in this zealous work. I take the opportunity for thanking all those who have addressed me by letter since the appearance of the foregoing announcement, and of expressing a hope that they will rest contented with this form of acknowledgment, as their number renders it impossible to me to answer them individually. I bid farewell to them, and all my readers, with a regret that we feel in taking leave of friends who have become endeared to us by long and close communication, and I look forward with truthfulness and pleasure to our next meeting. November, 1841 End of Section 10 End of Master Humphrey's Clock